the road to victory. See that ball sail now there after Torrey Smith's long touchdown as the Eagles rout, demolish, crush the Arizona Cardinals to be the best bird team in this matchup, winning by a score of 34-7 to to improve to 4-1 and on the season. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. I'm joined alongside Ike Reese. And Ike, what a game in South Philadelphia today. The Cardinals have given the Eagles problems over the years, so you figure Cardinals hungry at 2-2, two two, coming off a tough overtime win against a division rival. The Eagles got the win on the West Coast against Los Angeles. Come home, need to take care of business. And the Eagles just dropped the hammer on Arizona, getting up 21-0 and never looking back in what made it look like a very, very easy win. Your thoughts on this statement game for Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz as he gets his first career four-touchdown outing in this blowout over the cards. Well, just a great job of this team being prepared and ready to go. You know, I talk about Doug every week, and I think sometimes it can go unnoticed how important it is for a head coach to have his team ready to go and play playing at their highest level week in and week out. And that's what you saw this week. They're playing against a team that, quite frankly, they are better than, but you never know what you're going to get when that ball is kicked off on a Sunday. Great job by this Eagles team coming out, taking care of business. They jumped on the Cardinals early. The one thing I've seen in all five of these games this year as the Eagles have come out as the aggressor in every game. Even the loss in Kansas City, I thought the Eagles came out as the aggressor in that game and put the Chiefs on their heels. They just didn't come away with the W. Today, they put their foot down on the, the throat of the Arizona Cardinals and they were able to keep that momentum going. When you score that many points in the first quarter, you sometimes wonder, man, did we, did we, did we fire all our shots early and now we got to figure out how to hold on to this thing and remain aggressive. Well, great job by this team coming out of the locker room in the second half. They were still the aggressors. They took their chances down the field when the opportunities presented itself. And Carson Wentz had his finest day as a quarterback. Four touchdowns, had the one bad throw, I'm sure he would want back right before the half. But other than that, I mean, is there any third down and whatever distance you want to put up there that this guy can't convert? I mean, third and 19? Third and 19. And you go for 72 yards to Nelson Adams. Aguilar on a touchdown. Uh, I think we had better start believing what our eyes are seeing, which is this is one of the best teams, not in just the NFC East or the NFC. You're this is it. one of the You're best teams it, in the NFL right now through five weeks. I can't name five teams playing better than the Eagles have played through five straight weeks. Ike, what is the secret to getting a team ready to go the way the Eagles have this season? I mean, you played with the Eagles for a long time. You were with those great Andy Reid teams that came out and scripted those first 15 plays and were able at the onset to take advantage of opponents' weaknesses. What goes into making sure a team is revved up and ready to go so when kickoff happens, you're playing at peak performance like the Eagles were today? Well, it starts on Wednesday once you you hand out that game plan. And it's, it's the tone that's set in those meeting rooms. You know, Doug is echoing, making sure everybody is focused. You can't celebrate the last week's win. You got to get focused on the next week's uh, uh, task at hand. And the coaches, when they go to put the game plan in, they are, they are already setting the tone for what it's going to be like that week. But I'll tell you what else we have on this team that I'm starting to recognize as well. We have good leadership on this team. You know, these guys realize they have something special that they could do this year, and they can't take any 
game for granted. So when they get to, to the facility on Wednesdays and that new team's game plan is handed out, they are locked in. They are paying attention to detail. They go out to the practice field and they make sure they dot every I and cross every T when it comes to being uh, uh, meticulous and, and, and paying attention to everything that the coaches want them to do. You don't go, it, by the time you get to Sunday, it's too late to be mentally prepared. It starts early in the week and you can tell that every week this team when they start off uh, with handing out their game plan they are ready to go and that starts with the head coach man that's where the head coach sort of puts his imprint on the team is having them ready to go the tempo with practice you know little things that you decide to let slide or you don't let slide and you can tell that these coaches don't let anything slide they realize they have something good right now but it's, it can be fleeting you know, three and one start to last year's season, and we saw how that ended. I think having that memory, having that sort of experience in the back of their minds, the thing I love about this team, the coaches and the players, is they aren't resting on their laws, right? They aren't listening to us on the outside, pat them on the back and tell them how great they are. They keep the blinders on, and they focus in each week on the next opponent, and that's what you get today. Today was a culmination of a team being focused for the last month. The first four games... We had to win it in the fourth quarter, but today they came out and beat an inferior team and never gave them room to breathe. You bring up a great point comparing last year to this year because everyone said last year this team was 3-0, 3-1, and then all of a sudden things slipped away, okay? They lost seven of nine games, struggled down the stretch, and just were not the same team after losing Lane Johnson. Now, they lost Lane Johnson for the second half of today's game due to a head injury. Going to be very interesting to watch his status with a short week battling Carolina this coming Thursday night. But Doug Pearson admitted that last year's 3-1 team, there was a lot of masking was a word he used. A lot of things that had to be covered up. A lot of mistakes that you know you wouldn't normally see from a 3-1 and one team. Well, this year they've erased a lot of those mistakes. And you made a great point about the memory of that, learning from those mistakes and be able to carry it over to this season. So for our first look at a behind-the-scenes perspective from the win, we're going to send it over to the lake now where Eagles insider Dave Spadaro is standing by. Dave, Carson Wentz. Four touchdown performance, the first time he ever had more than two touchdowns in a game. What did you think of his signature moment here as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, Chris, really amazing on third downs. The numbers, I don't know if you guys talked about them, but check this out. 11 of 12 on third down, 225 yards, and three of those four touchdowns. An offense that really hadn't been delivering the chunk plays delivered big time today. Everything you wanted in that first quarter, jumping out to the 21 to nothing lead, the defense start things off and shuts down Arizona. Kenyon Barner, a couple of big punt returns, and then the offense doing it through the air early and on the ground late. Just a complete demolition of an Arizona Cardinals team that is not that bad. You know, it makes you think and makes you wonder, guys, just how good is this Eagles team? I know Carson will get all the kudos, as he should. He played a great game today. Uh, but the fact that the offensive game plan was a nice mixture of runs and pass, using all three running backs, talk about Doug's game plan today and the way that he was able to keep this Arizona Cardinals team off balance. Yeah, love the fact that they mixed Kenyon Barner in there with LeGarrette Blunt and Corey Clement, kept everybody fresh. They got the screen game going. They stayed away from Patrick Peterson for the most part and they attacked the rest of the Cardinals secondary. You know, they got the tight ends involved going early to Trey Burton. I mean, I just thought 
you know, like I thought it was a great game plan. I thought it was smart. I thought it was effective. I thought it was daring, aggressive. And the success on third down, I'm not sure that, you know, on that first drive, you often have a lot of third and 11 plays. The Eagles converted two third and 11s on that first scoring drive. So I'm not sure if that's Doug or Carson or a little bit of everything, but it was a beautiful performance against a pretty good defense. Yeah, no, yeah when, you look at, when you look at the defense that we played today, I mean, Jim Swartz game plan against this Arizona Cardinal team, uh, I thought that was also a good game plan considering he's missing his best defensive player in the middle in Fletcher Cox. Yeah, and you knew going in the Cardinals couldn't run the football. The Eagles did an excellent job tackling. They limited Larry Fitzgerald. How about that look on third and long where you rush four and play seven back at the line at the first down stick? You know, I thought it was just a really interesting wrinkle and it forced Arizona to keep everything short. The Eagles wanted to keep everything in front of them. They did that. They tackled well. Kudos to a great game plan and great execution from a defense that really went after Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Palmer, and did the things they needed to do. And even played to the very end there with the forced fumble at the goal line. I mean, that's a mark of a team that is going to play hard for its coaches for 60 minutes every week. Dave, what does it mean that Torrey Smith, who admitted last week that he's been going through the worst stretch of his career, that the coaches stand behind him, get him the big deep ball, and a huge touchdown there in the first quarter. What does that mean that the coach were able to stick by him uh, yeah. and he comes through and produces the way he did? Yeah, and everybody was kind of in the stadium holding their collective breath with the ball in the air because Torrey was wide open and he had to wait a little bit for the football. I think everybody feels really good for Torrey Smith. It was very unusual to see him on Twitter apologize for drops in the first four games. He wanted to start the second half of the, the second quarter of the season off the right way. He did that. You see that that kind of speed over the top stretches a defense. It really opens up everything for Zach Ertz underneath, for Alshon Jeffrey underneath. Uh, it means the world. The Eagles have a lot of weapons, as we saw with Torrey. And once again, guys, with Nelson Aguilar making big plays. Yeah, great job on Nelson today. I'm going to go back to that defensive side of the ball, Dave. A guy that doesn't get a lot of fanfare. People were a little concerned about him in training camp, didn't know what position to play him at outside or inside as a cornerback. Patrick Robinson, I thought Patrick Robinson had a real good day. Could have had a couple of interceptions, but made a lot of good plays being matched up against Larry Fitzgerald as well. And no doubt about it, Ike, I agree with you. The Eagles collectively did a good job against that deep passing game. Passing game, they really shut down those options for Carson Palmer. I thought Robinson played well. I thought, look, in the first series of the game, Jalen Mills makes a tackle on the first down run. He breaks up a pass for Larry Fitzgerald on second down, and then he tackles J.J. Nelson short of the first down stick. That set the tone. This Eagles defense, the cornerbacks, they're young. They may not be the most talented. They're not the fastest, but they're going to battle you. They're going to be tenacious. And that's something that has been missing from the likes of Leonis McKelvin and Byron Maxwell and Namdi Asamoah. This group will battle you. They fit Jim Schwartz's personality just perfectly. Dave, last question. We know you got to get your podcast done there, the Eagles Live podcast. Make sure to download later this evening. But when you look at last year's team that started out 3-1 and one, and you look at what the Eagles have done thus far, what do you think is the biggest difference between the two teams? I think the biggest difference is probably a coaching staff that knows the players, the players know the coaching staff, and then your quarterback who is clearly a huge step up from last year. I mean, look, put it all together. Howie Roseman did a really nice job here putting the roster together. There are a lot more weapons. 
on offense, and the defense just keeps coming after you and coming after you in waves. So I guess that's a lot of differences, Chris. I just think that as Doug Peterson, as, as Doug Peterson said, mask a little bit last year, that 3-1 start. I think there's no deception here. The Eagles are a legitimate 4-1 team with a great primetime matchup on Thursday against Carolina. Indeed. Dave Spadaro, thank you very much. Make sure to read his On the Inside column later on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and download the Eagles live podcast. Dave, thank you very much. Thank you, So, guys. mentioned the Thursday night primetime showdown. Eagles-Panthers, a battle of two, four, and one teams there as the Panthers hold on to de defeat the Detroit Lions. So, Thursday football going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it should be a good one down in uh, Carolina. You know, CBS or the NFL Network, who's ever carrying that game? You're talking about two teams that are playing well. Carolina going into Detroit today uh, and picking up a big win against a very good team uh, in the Detroit Lions. And you know what? When you are playing as well as the Eagles are, you're not sneaking up on anybody, no. right? <laughs> so, you know, it, it'll be a great matchup on a short week. It'll be a tough one going on the road. But I'll tell you what, this team is resilient. This team is confident. I, I like the way that they play, and I believe this team is going to step up to the challenge, you know, step up to the challenge of playing on a short week, on the road, in a game I'm pretty sure they won't be favored to win, but guess what? That doesn't matter to this team. They've answered every challenge they've had to so far this year. What impressed me about this team is you look at guys, you mentioned Patrick Robinson, outstanding day at cornerback, also had the block field goal at the end of the yeah. first half to keep it 21-7 to at the intermission there. The guys like Kenyon Barner. Wasn't on this team two weeks ago and making key plays, not just in special teams, but as a, in the running back rotation as well with Wendell Smallwood not being in there today. Yeah. Bo Allen starting once again for the injured Fletcher Cox and then Tim Jernigan stepping up and making some big plays there early in the game to help set the tone there for the defensive line. So just across the board, it's not just the stars, not the big name guys coming through. It's the guys like the Nelson Aguilars and those depth guys who are stepping up and making big contributions to help this football team from player one to all the way to 53. Everyone on this Eagles roster has helped this team get to 4-1 and one and where they're at right now. And it's what they need. I mean, this team is certainly more talented than it was last year. But the thing I like that's the big difference is the amount of veterans we have on the team. I mean, we, Brent, we brought in guys like LeGarrette Blunt, Chris Long, Alshon Jeffries. I mean, you need that type of veteran experience. When things aren't going well, those guys aren't going to panic. And then Carson is just taking his game to the next level. I mean, he's taking his game to the next level. And I thought it may take another year or two for him to jump up to that top five class of quarterbacks. Yeah, he's knocking on that door this season. When you look at the best quarterbacks around the league, not many of them are playing better than Carson Wentz. And it's not always the numbers that he puts up. It's just the way that he's operating the offense, you know, getting you out of bad running plays and putting you in the right passing plays. Or if there's a chance to run the ball against a, a, a six-man box or a seven-man box, he's been able to check into those running plays as well. Um, it, and, and Carson on third down, man, it's hard to describe. I mean, the numbers that this offense is putting up on third and long situations just do not happen in the NFL. I mean, as a defensive player, our goal was to get an offense to third and seven, third and five, because the percentages are in the defense's favor. Uh, this guy doesn't blink when it's third and nine, third and eight, third and 19. Does not matter. He's finding a way to make plays. That's why they are the best team in the league in third down conversions. Third down conversions, time of possession just dominating. Time of possession, yeah. Dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. But in our sort of ode to Carson Wentz here, the trait that impresses me the most, and it, it comes up big on third down, his calm and poise in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals 
knew, you knew they were bringing the blitz today. They love those pressure schemes, especially those A-gap rushers where they try to get the offensive line confused and get a free rusher at the quarterback. Carson Wentz almost is inviting the blitz and saying, bring it, because I'll be able to stand in there, I'll take my time, I'm not going to rush the throw, and then just you'll get that one-on-one matchup, and you're trying to get away from Patrick Pearson. So I know it was Bethel on the outside, yeah. Justin Bethel they were attacking today. You know, it was Buda Baker, the rookie dime defensive back they were attacking at times, Deion Buchanan. It was just they found a matchup nightmare somewhere else around the formation. And I just love how Carson Wentz calmly goes through the progressions, finds the matchup that he likes, and is able to exploit it. So you could tell he puts in the time during the week when it comes to film study, and then he has this, that innate calm, that, that sense of timing to know when to get rid of the football and to know when he has to be on rhythm. That's, it's just so amazing that you see a quarterback who has, what is it, 21 career starts now yeah. in his NFL career to have that type of performance. So like you said before, Ike, it's not been the most prolific performance in terms of yardage, but it's been more efficient. But today, the Eagles need to rely on him just a little bit more. Delivers over 300 yards in his first career four-touchdown day for Philadelphia. Well, and you made, you made a great point about his poise under fire, under pressure. And the good quarterbacks in this league, they want you to blitz them because the good quarterbacks, when you blitz, you bring that extra man, you help define where to go with the football. And, 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 so, and so when Carson Wentz sees extra pressure coming, the best thing about him is he knows where to go with the football. All the great quarterbacks, they aren't afraid of blitzing. When you blitz them, you help them out by defining where the coverage is at, and all he has to do is make good throws to the right guys. He's been able to do that through the first five games of the season. All right, so a little bit we're going to hear from head coach Doug Pearson and quarterback Carson Wentz himself. First, though, there are a lot of great highlights in this game. So what was it like to be in the booth with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick? We're going to present Merrill Cam to get their reactions, courtesy of Sports Radio. Oh, actually, first, Doug Pearson is about to go to the podium. We're going to go to that first here on the postgame show presented by Rico. I know this about our football team, and it's been this way now for a year and a half, is it doesn't matter what happens with injury in our, on our roster. The next guy, the coaches do an outstanding, outstanding job of getting that next guy ready and prepared to play. Um, you know, obviously coming into this season, to kind of follow up on the question, um, I, I think in the back of my mind, you, you kind of you hope and you you want to be a good football team. Everybody aspires to be good football teams, um, but the way we're doing it with uh, the amount of backup players in, in these first five weeks um, is a, is a testament to the coaching staff and the players in that dressing room uh, and the resiliency that they have to never quit and to never finish. Well, where you can go then? I think sky's the limit. You know, sky's the limit and. You know, the, the key is just staying grounded and staying focused on our job and, and fo focused on the next game. And, and uh, I mean, as you know, these, these wins, these losses, whatever, are short-lived in this, in this business, and, and you got to get yourself ready to go within 24 hours. Carson was 11 for 12 today on third down with three touchdown passes. He's got a 137.7 third down passer rating this season. 
A year ago, he had some of the worst third down numbers in the league. Is it just a guy that's a year older and wiser, or or what? Yeah, I, I think it's part of it. I also think that uh, the, the personnel we have on offense, um, you know, can helps that. I, I think the uh, you know the offensive line protection in some of those areas obviously helps that. Uh, but but this is one of the things that uh, you know we talk about all all spring and summer with him was was the third downs and emphasizing the third downs and and um, um, he does an outstanding job he and Jason Kelsey both with uh, with protection redirecting protection because there were a couple extra blitzers today that um, Carson either you know sidestepped or got the ball out and then listen it's just again a credit to the guys down the field I mean there were some big plays made today that uh, um, you know we expect we don't want to be in those long situations obviously but uh, we do expect uh, uh, to execute that way and, and hopefully hopefully stay on the field. What's the biggest reason for the improvement in Nelson's defense? <coughs> it's confidence. It's total confidence. And it's and it's you know, I, I think it's uh it's me believing in him, the coaching staff on offense believing in him, the players around him believing in him. And I, you know, I see this kid every single day and the way he walks in the building with confidence. Um, Nothing, nothing gets him down. He works extremely hard, and uh, he's he's playing playing at a high level right now. In the first quarter to get a three touchdown lead, what was clicking, and and, and and what did that do for you guys as well? Yeah, it was it was uh, obviously the opening drive, you know, to start things off, and and you know I talk every week about about starting fast and and uh, um, defense, you know, getting off the field, offense going down and putting the points up and. Um, you know I, I, the challenge this week. And this is a good. This is a good front. You know the, to run the ball against, and and uh, it wasn't pretty at times. Uh, but we were we were patient there, uh, being able to run the ball, and then and then the big play. You know it's it's something we haven't seen offensively uh, in recent weeks, and it was good to see that today, and that that helped us jump out to that lead. You had the six minute, uh, forty four drive, 44 second drive last week, and this week you weren't exactly clinging to a small lead, but you had a thirteen play, nine plus minute drive fourth quarter that chewed up basically the whole clock. What do you attribute your four-minute offense and the success of that this year? Where, again, uh, you know, last year it wasn't as good. Well, again, it starts with the offensive offensive line. And, um, you know, they, they take it upon themselves to, uh, um, you know, run block. Because you know, they know the run game is coming, uh, especially in that situation. And, um, you know, Coach Stoutland does an outstanding job each week, you know, pre preparing those guys. And, again, running the football is a mindset. And, uh, you know, to see our backs, you know, spring free and, and to see LeGarrette and Corey and, and Kenyon to, to bust tackles and, 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 you know, extend the extend the run is – and then to see the excitement by the offensive line, um, they, they feed off of that and they, they, they get motivated by that and um, they just take it upon themselves to, to dominate in that situation. Doug, you mentioned the big plays. Not clicking early. You've heard a lot about that, whether it's drops or Carson misfiring. How important is it to get some success with those deep balls today? Uh, it's huge. It's huge. It's um, again, it's a, it's a it's a tribute to the way the guys work uh, in practice, after practice, even before practice. Uh, throwing those balls, Carson uh, really wants to detail that uh, with uh, with Alshon, with Tory, uh, obviously with Nelson and Zach and the guys. Um, <laughs> And it, it just doesn't happen if they don't work at it. Um, I'm a big believer that if you don't work it during the week, it's hard to it's hard to do it on game day. And uh, these guys just work at it you know, every every day in practice. Lane left with the head injury. Can you confirm that that's a concussion? And if so, is, is it even possible for him to clear the concussion protocol by Thursday? Uh, yeah, I can't confirm. 
uh, at this time, obviously, until we get more more information with him. But uh, uh, you know, I just will say this: that 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 Big V did a nice job in his absence. I'll find out more tomorrow. Doug, the Cardinals have a pretty good secondary. Did you see anything specific that led you to believe you can exploit them today? No, I, I just felt like this was a this was a pretty sound defense. Um, I know they were missing one of their top pass rushers, um, you know, but but they, uh, they 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 really do a nice job against the run, and, and they got some some really good athletes and, and secondary guys that can defend the pass. But again, I I just think that you know you you get into the game, you get into the flow of the game, and, and you you kind of kind of test the waters a little bit on certain plays, and you want to see what you can kind of do and and uh, execute and. Um, I thought today our, our execution was 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 pretty good. It uh, wasn't perfect, but uh, overall was pretty good. And and um, you know Carson being able to make some accurate throws today, and again the guys down the field did a nice job. You know route running. On the other side, your secondary, how do you think they played? I thought they played um, played well. I mean, really outside of the the one one touchdown drive, um, I mean our defense played lights out all day, and uh, our secondary. You know, um, we're going to make some of those plays. Obviously, we had chances to, to to intercept the ball, and we were in position to make plays. And they battled. I mean, again, that's a you know, a Fitzgerald is one of the best, if not the best, one of the you know in the, in the league right now as a receiver. And where he has it at a veteran um, leader on that football team, they got a couple of fast you know uh, receivers that can they can get open. I just thought our defense did an outstanding job, and it really starts with the pass rush, and, and uh, they were able to get to Carson a little bit today. Redirecting protections, the two long pass plays on, on touchdowns on third down. The second one was a blitz. It looked like, I mean, Carson did a great job of slipping away from a guy, but the first one he had plenty of time. I mean, how much of that was reading at the line? Yeah, you know, the, both of those were uh, were opportunities to, to redirect, and, and really, anytime a team, you know, zero blitzes are always going to be one extra, uh, typically. And, um, I think on both of those both of those opportunities, uh, did a nice job of of uh, you know sliding the protection. He and Kelsey on the same page, and then the backs. The backs doing a good job in their protection too. Um, I thought Corey and and the uh, Garrett Kenyon also in pass protection did a nice job. You know, keeping keeping the hit off of Carson. What did you see from Tory this week, and, and how he handled <coughs> kind of the struggles and the importance of him being able to deliver on on you know the big play what he was brought here for. He, he's another one. He's a veteran player. Um, you know, he, he never gets down on himself. He just he, he, keep, he keeps coming to work every day and, and works extremely hard and um, works with Carson, you know, in practice before and after. And, and, you know, he's another one that just says, hey, OK, I made a couple mistakes. It's behind me. Let's let's move forward. And, and it was exciting for him today. Made some made some big plays, obviously, down the field. And, um, you know, that's the type of player he is. And, you uh, you know, things are going to happen. Guys are going to make mistakes out there. Um, when you're, you know, you're, you're playing 65 or 70 snaps a game, there's going to be mistakes. But it's how fast they can put it behind them and move forward. And that's that's one thing Tory has the ability to do. Just uplifts the whole team. Obviously, puts us in great field position uh, offensively. Um, thought he did an outstanding job there today in the return game. Also, as a runner. This one for you, and consider the short turnaround at Carolina. I know every game is big. You try to take it the one game at a time, but how important was this one for you? Well, it's big. I think in a number of reasons. One, in front of our fans back at home, we haven't had too many of these games at home yet. I mean, this is the second one, and the crowd did an outstanding job for us, and uh, love to see them here early and, and stay late. 
Um, great to get the win, obviously at home, and it just kind of gives you momentum, even on short weeks. It just gives you a little bit of a little bit of a shot in the arm going forward this week. And um, you know, again, it's really a short-lived victory because we're we're back to work tomorrow. But uh, we just got to ride this wave and and uh, keep it keep it rolling. In, in talking to them just now, what was the message? Basically, that um, I was so proud of them the way they the way they worked. Another team team effort, all three phases. Um, I told them that. Uh, you know, I felt like this year that by far in our in our five games that that was the most dominating performance that they've had uh, as a team, um, and and basically get ready on a short week. It's time we got to flip it around, and, and really tomorrow's like a Wednesday, so uh, we got to we got to come to work ready to go. Is it important for a team like yours after four very close games to get a game like this where they were dominant, as you said? It, it is. It is. It's really. Um, uh, it's good for the football team as a whole. It's great to, to score uh, touchdowns, which we kind of failed to do a little bit last week. Um, down in the red zone, we were able to take advantage. And then the big play offensively, was that was that was key, uh, I think, in this game. But, uh, you know, to, to have one of these performances, um, you know, uh, is, is great for the guys in the locker room, coaches and players. And, and again, it's just something we got to just continue to ride the wave and, you uh, um, you know, get ready for a, get ready for another another good oppor- you know opportunity on Thursday. Okay. I, you know what? I caught it. I caught it late. So I I, I think he hit a home run or something, didn't he? Yeah. yeah no, that's good stuff. Thanks. <laughs> All right, head coach Doug Peterson addressing the media after the Eagles wallop the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 34 to seven. I, I just think about some of the games of recent years against Arizona. Feels so good. Feels so good. I, I still have nightmares about that 2008 NFC Championship game lost there in Arizona when the Eagles were riding hot there. Last couple seasons, the Eagles lost to the Cardinals in games, which basically determined whether or not they would make the postseason. Yeah. So hopefully they get this win and it propels them to bigger things. So again, they're going to have a big matchup on Thursday night going against the Carolina Panthers, who are also 4-1 after defeating the Detroit Lions. And a side note for everyone watching at home, Giants are 0-5. How about, How about that? that one? You're talking about you still having nightmares about 08. I'm still having nightmares about 2001. Marte Jenkins. <laughs> Jake Plummer. <laughs> you know, those Cardinals, man. Marte they, Jenkins. They usually play us very strong. They, yes. they, they usually do. And um, this is a team that has struggled so far this year. But I got to give the Eagles credit for not playing down to their competition. You know, they forced the Cardinals to basically step their level or play up, and the Cardinals couldn't. They are a one-dimensional team with no running game, and with a defense like we have, that's, that's a recipe for disaster because if you can't run the ball and you have to drop back and throw it every down, man, we're going to pin our ears back and get after you. Speaking of bad Merrill impressions, why don't we bring in the real one himself? I teased it a little while ago. Merrill came. We're going to go inside the Sports Radio 94 WIP booth to hear the best of the calls from Merrill and Mike Quick. So courtesy of Sports Radio 94 WIP, here is Merrill Cam. It is second down and seven at the Arizona 15. Lentz looks, floating, and it is caught. Touchdown. Inside the pylon to Trey Burton. What a throw, and what a back shoulder catch by Trey Burton. Third and six, takes it, backs up, looks, fires, complete, and into the end zone goes Zach Ertz. Touchdown. Wentz into a long count, takes the snap, he's back. Looking, stepping up, he is going deep, and it is caught at the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Corey Smith. 
the bomb. It is second down and nine. Under center is Palmer. On second down, he backpedals. Here comes the rush. They hit him. They sack him. They've got him. It's Vinnie Gurry. His first sack of the season. Back at the 25-yard line. Wentz on third down takes a low snap. Here comes the rush. He steps up. He is floating it deep. And it is caught by Anwar at the 20. Cuts back at the 10. At the 5. He is in for the touchdown. He falls backwards. My a 72-yard bomb to Aguilar. He beat Buda Baker. I just love watching those reactions in the booth. You know, Merrill one second leaning back and the arms folded back and everything, and all of a sudden he's got to get all animated and get yeah. set to go. So not a lot of downtime for the dynamic Hall of Fame duo right there today in the booth. So again, Merrill Cam, courtesy of Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're waiting here from quarterback Carson Wentz, one player whose contributions I think probably go a little under the radar today. Tight end Zach Ertz. Yeah. I mean, teams have not figured out how to stop this guy last in all of this season. You could go back to the middle of last season when he started taking over games, but he has been the go-to guy for this offense. You know, another 12 targets, six catches, 61 yards. It gets in the end zone. Had a beautiful catch down the left sideline. Also, we got a lot of yards after the catch, which is like the new complaint about Zach Ertz. It used to be he only performs in the last four games of the right. season. Then he doesn't get enough yards after the catch. Now well, yeah. yeah, so that, so he kind of, you know, quelled those concerns today, but another big performance with some big third down receptions today, including the one that got the Eagles up to 14-0 today. Yeah, and, and the best thing for me, I'm no longer surprised about Zach uh, putting up numbers, right? He, he's going to catch the ball. You throw it to him. He has some of the best hands on the team. Uh, the thing I was excited about today is he's able to get in the end zone again. You know, Zach and I talked this offseason, right? And, and I'm like, I got you on my fantasy <laughs> league, man. And you, you, it's great yardage you give me and great receptions in the PPR league, but I need you in that end zone. No, in all seriousness, he knows that's the one element missing from his game. It's the touchdowns. Those are the, those are the type of numbers that are going to get him in, get him over to Hawaii. And through five games, he has been the best tight end in football this year. And I'm happy to see he's getting uh, the recognition that he deserves. And it's obvious that he and Carson Wentz have a rapport going there. Uh, he certainly benefited from, you know, Jordan Matthews used to be the guy that worked the middle of the field with him. So they had to share a lot of those uh, targets. With Jordan Matthews not here anymore, uh, Zach Ertz has become that guy that works the middle of the field. And he's the guy that's directly in the, the uh, sight of uh, Carson Wentz. And he's a security blanket for him. I mean, if the guy catches just about every everything you throw to him, I throw it to him more as well. So uh, he's become that guy that we sometimes take for granted because we don't appreciate some of the things he does. But he's certainly been the most reliable weapon uh, on this offense outside of Carson Wentz through five games. He's also benefiting from the fact that you have, look on the outside this yes, year, Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, a lot of tension Torrey outside, Smith. Yeah. You compare what the Eagles had last year, just night and day. You know, it's kudos to Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas for building it, for realizing the weaknesses and working quickly to address them. And you mentioned Jordan Matthews. It just makes me think of how this defense is going to look when Ronald Darby is yeah. back on the field. Okay, so right now, this defense, which performed outstanding today against a high-flying Cardinals offense, which, you know, you know they're one-dimensional. You knew that coming into the game. But still, Carson Palmer second in the league in passing yards. You knew that no matter what the down distance situation would be, throw it. he's going to throw. He'll throw yeah. it deep. And, you know, the X plays. That was the one bugaboo about this Eagles defense through the first four weeks of the season. Well, all of a sudden now, they do a great job of 
forcing turnovers, getting rid of the ball, deflected ball in key situations, getting off the field in those third and longs, unlike what the Eagles were able to do. So you just think about you don't have your best lineman right now in Fletcher Cox. You don't have your best cornerback in Ronald Darby. You know, all of a sudden now, we're going to send it back to the link to hear from Mr. Four Touchdowns himself, Carson Wentz. I mean, you hope for that. I mean, you hope for something like that. You, I mean, I'm kind of the guy, and I know this offense is, we expect to come out off to a hot start. Um, to quite imagine it going quite like that. Um, you know, maybe not quite that much, but um, the defense was rolling. We got the big punt return early, and we just had the momentum, and we just stayed on it. Third down numbers, I think you guys converted your first seven to finish 10 of 11 on third down with three touchdowns. What was it about third down today, and how much more equipped for those third longs do you feel now than last game? Yeah, I mean, it's just guys playing on time, playing in rhythm, and, um, you know, it's something we just take pride in. You know, I think I mentioned it earlier in the week, just how we put so much extra extra time into it, both in practice and then in the film and meeting room as well. Um, and, and I think we're seeing that, that pay dividends on Sundays. They brought the they brought an all out blitz there, and um, if you guys go back and watch it, Jason Kelsey made an unbelievable play. Uh, he ended up blocking two guys, so um, I shouldn't have had the time to get that one off, but he made an unbelievable play. So, and then Nelson did the rest. He made the catch and made the guy look silly. So, um, yeah, hats off to the big boys up front and Nelly getting open. We know that Tori has been struggling the first four weeks of the season, but he kept going back to him. Uh, to see him get that touchdown today, what did that feel like? It's big. I mean, that's big for both both he and I. You know, we've missed a couple down the field. Um, both of us have had our had our share of faults on those, and so um, to hit that one today, hit it on a third down like we did, um, that was a huge play in the game, and um, just good to see. Good to see, and I, I've never lost uh, faith in him, and you know that's it showed today. Just keep going back to him, and um, he got the job done. Carson, a year ago this time, you guys lost a close one before the game, and lost to the Red Saints last week. Yeah, I think. I mean, personally, I feel I feel good. I mean, the game's just continually slowing down. But as a team, I mean, I, th I said it earlier in the week, which just we're built differently. I think we're built differently. We know what to expect, um, and we're just hungry. We're hungry. We're never going to get too high after wins. We're never going to get too low after losses. We're just going to keep plugging along, and and we know we're a special team. We just got to keep go prove it uh, every week. Is that the best game you've played here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see on the film. I know offensively, though. I mean, we were we were doing some things, doing some things pretty well. I mean, to come out swinging like we did early in the game, um, to put 21 up right away, um, and kind of just stay on it. Did we have mistakes for sure? I, I still missed some throws. We had we had our share of mistakes too, but um, I think collectively we played some some really good football today. Wins more when it seems like all three phases really contribute. Absolutely. You know, when you come into the locker room and you know shoot the defense other than the one touchdown. I mean, they played lights out defense. Um, special teams was big with the big punt return and, and Jake, you know, he's been he's been rock solid. And then offensively, uh, like I said, the way we came out swinging and stayed on it, you know, it's just it's a rewarding win and um, it just shows a sign of a good team. Carson, we saw Donovan in the locker room. Just what's your relationship like with him and what's it like to be signing uh, autographs for his sons? Yeah, after it's his cool. Sons? It's a cool relationship. I've met Donovan before. He's a great dude. Um, now to meet his kids, yeah, that was really cool, uh, really cool. And um, it's cool to see him come back too, come back, come to a game and still show his support for the team and, um, and for the city. Carson, it seemed, uh, it seemed early, especially 
receivers were getting a lot of press coverage, beating guys at the line of scrimmage. Is that something you guys expected and prepared for? Yeah, Arizona plays a lot of man coverage. You know, they play a lot of man coverage. They like to get up and uh, press, and so um, we took advantage of it with, with some of the things we did. The first touchdown to Trey, uh, we took advantage of that, that mismatch there, and um, you know, those are things we got to just keep doing. We have the guys, we have the playmakers on the edges that can get out, get off man coverage, and get open, um, and so it makes my job easy. Your third down numbers in the first five games, Carson, are phenomenal. Is that look at the improvement you've made this year? Is that the thing you're the most proud of? Um, maybe personally, I don't know. I mean, I think, again, we talked about earlier in the week was just situational football. And so that's something that I personally and from coaches from the whole offense, we took, we went in and we said, all right, situational football is huge. You know, that's what separates good, good teams. And, um, to be effective on third down, staying on the field. I mean, that helps the time of possession, helps the defense. Um, it's a, it's a big part of the game, you know, call it the money down. So, um, to be that efficient on third downs is big. Yeah, I mean, I forced it. You know, I forced it. End of half, um, safety made an unbelievable play. You know, you never think he's going to come from the middle of the field, um, but you know, I got to, I got to keep my eyes on him and uh, make a better throw. Carson, was there was was there a play like in the third quarter? It seemed like you were slow to get up. Like, were you were you hurt at all? Or you... I'm I'm good. We're good. You've had close games. Um, how nice is the ball in this one for you guys offensively? Man, wins a win. At the end of the day, wins a win, um, especially winning at home. We love it. We love playing here. And um, like I said, to come out swinging the way we did uh, to get this this building going, um, there's nothing quite like it. Kelsey was saying they stayed in base against even when you guys were going three wide and were playing a lot of single high. Did you expect them to really this to be a game where you really had to move the ball through the air? Yeah, you know, we weren't sure how they – sometimes we don't know how they treat some of our different personnel packages. And, um, you know, they did stay based to a number of different things. So we, we tried to take advantage of that. You know, we um, it's something every week going in, how are they going to play us when we go um, our speed tight ends? How are they going to play us when um, we go three wides with Selleck in there and some different things like that. So uh, I think we exploited that to some extent. So what's the challenge of the short week? Yeah. Preparation. Preparation and then everybody just making sure everyone's physically ready to go. You know, Thursday's coming quick coming quick and just all the preparation, everything speeds up and um, we just, we gotta get, we'll get going tomorrow morning right away. What's the big takeaway from you about the way you played today? Um, you know, I think just offensively, I think, I mean, we, we can be dynamic. We can be explosive. Um, we, you know, even today when we, when we came up short, it was usually us just hurting ourselves. I'd miss a throw. We had penalties, different things. So uh, we just got to keep learning from that. Keep learning. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot. We got to keep making plays, and um, we know we can be an explosive unit. Carson, talk about uh, the offense having an identity, but uh, is it more important to not really have one Yeah, I think that's a big part of why we're why we've been successful up to this point is um, we're able to move the ball in there. We're able to move it um, on the ground, play action pass, naked, you name it. Um, and I think that's what makes us tough to tough to defend at times. And um, you know, we just got to keep being sharp with that. You know, I think that's um, again, like like I just said, kind of a sign of a good good offense. And um, we got to keep keep doing that. See, last year, Lane's absence hurt hurt you, hurt the offense in the second half today. How did that affect you? And, and going forward, if he misses time, how do you? Yeah, think honestly, um, I'll have to go back and watch the tape, but. Didn't really notice, you know, didn't miss a beat. Um, a big V stepped up and seemed like he did a great job. Again, we'll go back and watch the tape. We know Lane's a heck of a football player. Um, hopefully he can recover and be ready to go, but we'll see what happens. But at the same time, you know, big V had tons of tons of valuable experience and reps last year, and he got a ton better. So uh, we feel solid if if Lane's not ready to go, we know big V will be ready. Do you remember the last time you threw a touchdown? 
boy. I know I threw five in college once. Other than that, uh, it's been a while. How'd you end up as the umpire on the celebration? I had no idea. Uh, that was all just uh, on a whim there. That was fun. Thanks, guys. All right, there's quarterback Carson Wentz. I, I don't know about the on a whim part with the baseball celebration because they had a really, really good one during training camp where they did the bowling for pins. Yeah. Were, they score. It was, I think, the last play of practice, score, touchdown, and uh, the offensive line all got lined up like bowling pins, and I think it was Nelson actually bowled them over. So I think, I think Aguilar is the one who's behind some of these great celebrations, but fun nonetheless, it. so. And I love it. I love the fact that the league changed their celebration yes. rules. Uh, they're allowing teammates to get involved as well. And as long as it's, it's not tasteless uh, and it's about having fun, I'm all for it. And uh, Mike Trout was at the game today in his normal seat. And uh, that was a great baseball celebration. Indeed. So tribute to him there, Mike Trout, great Eagles fan there in the end zone. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take our first break here on the Post Game Show presented by Rico. We're signing off. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, so you're going to have to come over to PhiladelphiaEagles.com or the Eagles app to watch the rest of the show. We are going to break down the All-22 of Nelson Aguilar's 72-yard touchdown and preview the Thursday night matchup with the Carolina Panthers. So you'll want to make sure to come over. We'll be back right after these messages. Right checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdraw, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Finding the end zone is his specialty. In fact, he's found it over 17 times already today. He is a professional football watcher because he has NFL Red Zone from NFL Network on Xfinity. He catches every touchdown from every game Sunday afternoons all season long. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity. Switch to an X1 triple play and add the sports entertainment package to get NFL Red Zone. Call or go online today. He's told that joke a million times. And you always laugh like you're hearing it for the first time. At Lincoln Financial, we get there are some responsibilities of love you got to do on your own. And some you shouldn't have to shoulder alone. Like ensuring he's well taken care of, even as you build your own plans for retirement. Ask a financial advisor how Lincoln can help protect your savings from the impact of long-term care expenses. Introducing McDonald's new Buttermilk Crispy Tenders, irresistibly delicious and made with 100% white meat chicken. Try a four-piece today at the introductory price of only $3. All right, welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. 
One injury note that's going to be interesting to watch throughout the course of the week is that of right tackle Lane Johnson did not play in the second half due to a head injury. So we'll have to see exactly how severe it is and whether or not he would be able to come back for the Thursday night game. But you know, like, you didn't even realize for most of the second half that it was Vitae, Halapuli yeah. Vadi Vitae in there at right tackle. And that's a good thing. I yes. mean, not that Lane is not in there, obviously, but the fact that his replacement comes in and you don't give up a bunch of sacks and things of that nature and the offense is still able to roll, uh, that's a good sign when your backups can come in and there's not much of a drop-off for at least a half a game. Now, you're talking about a short week, that's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Lane Johnson with the concussion. Be interested to see if he can get back by Thursday. But, uh, you know, anytime the backup players can come in there and do a good job, uh, and Carson doesn't feel like he needs to panic or rush throws out of there, that's certainly a good sign. And that's where that experience from last year for Big V comes into play where he had to fill in for uh, Lane. All right, so Lane Johnson was a first-round pick in 2013. Nelson Aguilar was the team's first-round selection two years later in 2015. Nelly! Obviously had a struggle his first two years, yeah. but has come on in a big way. He's found his role in the Eagles offense. You know, we mentioned earlier about how the dynamic changed when Jordan Matthews was sent to Buffalo. But one of the things is you get a more dynamic, explosive player in the slot. And Nelson Aguilar and Carson Wentz has enjoyed having another available option to get those chunk plays in this offense. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hats off to Nelson Aguilar. Listen, he's taking a lot of heat the first couple of years of being here. His pressure that comes with being a first-round draft pick, high expectations. I think bringing in guys like Torrey and Alshon Jeffrey has also helped Nelson sort of uh, find a nice little niche and a role in this offense. Doesn't get a ton of targets, but the ones that he get, he typically catches. So, uh, and you mentioned it, that slot receiver position, there's an explosive element there with Nelson Aguilar there. And uh, I think that just makes this offense that much more dangerous than Carson just spreading the ball around him. You look at the, uh, the receiving numbers today, uh, I don't know if anybody had more than four catches on this team. He was able to spread it around to just about everyone. And not only that, they were big plays. Three three catches for Torrey, three catches for Nelson. I think three or four for uh, uh, Zach Ertz, a couple for Trey Burton. You know, all four of those guys were on the receiving end of touchdown passes as well. And, again, you're talking about a dynamic offense what makes it much more difficult for defense to sort of game plan to take your star player out. If guys are going to load up on Alshon Jeffrey to try to stop him, then that's when the other guys in the receiving core are going to be able to make plays. And Nelson, through five games, when he's been given the opportunity, he's made the most of them. So was it third in eternity on that touchdown reception? <laughs> yeah, that was third in eternity. It, it, it might as well have been. It was third and 19, I believe, and he converted on a 72-yard touchdown throw from Carson Wentz, a big-time play in the second half to keep the pressure on Arizona as they eventually went on to win by a score of 34-7. For an all-22 analysis of how that play came to be, we're going to go to the Rico whiteboard for the Rico review with Fran Duffy. All right, let's wrap this up now by looking at Carson Wentz's fourth and final touchdown pass. This time, a 75-yard bomb to Nelson Aguilar over the top. Came on third and 19, third and a mile here for this Eagles offense. And pre-snap, Arizona's showing a single high look, but this won't be single high. This is going to be pressure, a cover zero pressure from this Arizona front. Now, what is cover zero? Well, cover zero means you're going to have straight man coverage across the field with zero safety help, hence the cover zero. There will be no safety in the middle of the field here for the Cardinals, and the Eagles are expecting this. As we let this run, you're going to see that they run the perfect concept against cover zero because you're going to get 
Alshon Jeffrey here at the bottom. He's running a little bit of a comeback route, holding that corner to that side. Here's Nelson Aguilar. He's matched up on the rookie defensive back, Buda Baker. And Nelson Aguilar is going to run straight across the field. There is a ton of space here for Carson Wentz to deliver this football. There's no way that Buda Baker is covering this much ground. And how about this pocket from this Eagles offensive line? They do a great job blocking out this all-out blitz. They've got more defenders than the Eagles have blockers. They find a way to get it done. Carson Wentz steps up and delivers a beautiful ball to Nelson Aguilar in the open field as we let this run. And you're going to see Nelson just go out and make a play. This is an outstanding job tracking the football over his shoulder, reeling it in with a fingertip grab, and then making a play in the open field. He makes Baker miss. He gets into the end zone. I love the swag falling in backwards. He looks like he's a USC. He's having a ton of fun. I love seeing that from Nelson Aguilar. Outstanding day. 34 points for the Philadelphia Eagles offense here against the Arizona Cardinals. A huge day and hope to see it again on Thursday night. Great stuff there. Fran will have the All-22 review available, breaking down all the big plays tomorrow morning for everyone on the Eagles app and PhiladelphiaEagles.com. So, Ike, do you think Nelson Aguilar deserves to be one of the Toyota Player of the Week nominees? We will discuss and debate right after our final break here on the Post Game Show, presented by Rico. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Come and see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood. And fresher produce and hundreds of organics. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, life isn't made for pain. Life is for living, for family, for basketball, for getting your hands dirty, for mornings on the river, for afternoons at the park, for art, for sport. For the hobby, you just can't get enough of it. Don't let joint, back, or orthopedic pain keep you from doing what you love. Turn to the orthopedic experts at Rothman Institute and get back to what matters. Because this is living. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. Question is, who are you voting for? Well, first off, we're going to go with running back, punt returner, Ken Jan Barner. Okay, you knew he was coming to this game to help out punt returns, but you didn't know with Wendell Smallwood out whether or not he would be an impact player in the offense. Well, he had a huge 76-yard punt return and then also contributed some key runs on the ground to keep LeGarrette Blount and Corey Clement fresh. But this play really flipped the field position and set the Eagles up perfectly for the score. It really just all around when you look at guys, great effort. And just it's another example of guys who you didn't think would have roles 
all of, all of a sudden stepping up in a big way to help this team out. Yeah, no doubt about it. The punt return was great. The punt return was great to see because we hadn't seen a big punt return so far no. this year. So that was certainly great to see. But I was pleasantly surprised at how much he was involved in the game plan today. I mean, he had some nice runs out there. And, you know, kudos to Doug and Frank Wright for incorporating him in the game plan this week. You needed that change of pace back to sort of fill Wendell Smallwood's role and Kenyon Barner, nice job, man. He was on the street a couple weeks ago. Great job coming in this week. And not just filling a minor role, just catching punts. I mean, able to do some good things on the offense as well. Indeed. It's amazing you can find a guy like that on the street, yeah. you know, through the first month of the season. So I think about guys like Jake Elliott and Kenyon Barner, those guys who weren't here on opening day, helping out in huge ways. Number two, all right. I, I think this is going to be a landslide vote again this week. So I, I don't know. You know, four. I was shocked at the stat that was on the broadcast. It's the first four touchdown performance since the Nick Foles seven touchdowns against yeah. against Oakland back in 2013. I mean, it's it's been a while. And it's the obviously the first of Carson's career. Oh, easily, yes. And listen, he he. You knew there would be some opportunities against this Arizona off uh, defense. They are a swing for the fences type of a defense. They do a lot of blitzing. You're gonna get a lot of zero coverage on the back end, and look at that throw there to Zach Ertz. A nice tight window. He's able to get that pass in. And, and listen, Doug put the game in his hands. I mean, Arizona does a decent job, number 10 against the run coming into this game. So we knew we wouldn't have the sort of running success that we were able to have the last two weeks, but we knew there would be opportunities on the back end. Kudos, putting in an aggressive game plan, not only to Carson Wentz, but his receivers, everybody being involved in this game. He spread the ball around to maybe six, six, seven different guys today. So nice job from Carson Wentz. Like I said, had the one throw I'm sure he would want back uh, right before the half because he was grooving on that drive as well. I mean, he had been moving the ball down the field very well. And I can't say enough about what he's been able to do on third down through five games, man. It, it really is amazing to see that these aren't third and ones and third and twos. This guy is converting third and 19. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Typically on third and 19, you just run a draw play and just punt the ball off. But they nope. have so much confidence in, in this kid's arm for him to make the right decision. And we've talked about the deep ball, right? He laid a couple good deep balls out there today. And that one to Nelson, that was a thing of beauty, allowing Nelson to run, to run that ball down. Fran talked about the open space yep. that was available there. Great job of Carson putting that ball out there for Nelson to run it down. He had one to Alshon, which if Alshon looked a little yes, early, yes. he would have, the yep. ball that was there. Been another one, yeah. Would have been our big one. The thing I love about the first touchdown, and we've seen it here to Trey Burton, was basically it was wide open from the start that Torrey Smith basically stopped and single touchdown before Carson even threw the ball. Yeah. I would love to see the time difference between the time when the ball was in the air and when Torrey threw his arms up because it looked like that as soon as, as Trey Burton broke off the line of scrimmage, beat Buchanan, it was like, boom, he's right there. He got the arm signal. He just had to get it in there for the touchdown. So great job that by one spread. Hurts. That throw to Hurts yes. is, a, is, is a pro quarterback throw. Tight window, reverse pivot spin. Man, it's just a nice throw. We're not doing a good job of building up drama for this week's Player of the Week nominees, okay? The other throw that was impressive, and it's not going to really show up in the statue as anything huge, but it was a third and short. It was a quick slide to Marcus Johnson. Yeah. It was Marcus Johnson's first career reception. Tight window, yeah, tight, tight window. window. Puts in there a great job by Marcus to come up with it, but having faith in those guys out there on the field. Because you can easily say, this is a guy who hasn't 
had a big play yet, but nonetheless, he's coming up there and stepping up in a big way. So again, kudos to Carson Wentz. Just you, each and every week we realize as Eagles fans how lucky we are to have him be the quarterback. Okay, yep. both on and off the field in every way, shape, and form. But the, the future of the franchise looks so bright because of number 11 back there. Who's the other candidate for player of the week? It's going to be on defense. We're going defense here. <laughs> Look, the Eagles gave up seven points on defense, okay? Yes. We'll fast forward here, okay? Brandon Graham had a sack in the first half. And then to start the second half, okay, Arizona comes, comes out, okay? You know, it's their first drive after the Eagles milked a bunch of time off the clock, and you figure it's like the last desperate chance for the Cardinals to make it a ball game. And on back-to-back -back plays, Brandon Graham gets tackles for loss. Always right. in the backfield. Uh, I know some people don't value the tackles for loss as much as they do sacks, but those tackles for loss, they put you behind the sticks yeah. for the offense. So uh, Brandon has always been great at getting penetration, getting inside there, disrupting your running game. And if you try to run the ball away from him, he's going to run it down. So Brandon, another solid effort. Got a sack in there today, but again, those tackles for loss, those are just as big as getting sacks. Again, go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cash your vote for Carson Wentz, or maybe if you want to just throw one for either <laughs> Kenyon or Brandon Graham just to make him feel good. Nonetheless, I think when the highlight video comes out, it'll be number 11 getting the win. So now it's time to take a look at the upcoming NFL schedule, Eagles schedule, presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit ticket, NFLTicketExchange.com. And, man, NFL Network, CBS, Amazon Prime, however you're going to enjoy Thursday night's game, they've got to be ecstatic about the fact that you get the 4-1 Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Carolina to take on the 4-1 Panthers. you got Carson Wentz against Cam Newton. I mean, just big playmakers on both sides of the football. You know, Christian McCaffrey scoring his first NFL touchdown today for the Panthers. And the Panthers beat up on a very good Detroit Lions team, held on for a three-point win. But nonetheless, though, Carolina beat the Patriots a week ago, came back this week to beat Detroit. They've had an impressive start to their season. Two years ago, went to the Super Bowl. Last year had that Super Bowl loss hangover. Well, they look like they're back and ready to contend in the NFC at 4-1. And, and you know why? It's Cam Newton. Cam Newton is healthy. He had the offseason uh, shoulder surgery, I believe it was. First couple of weeks, didn't look sharp. The last two weeks, New England, Detroit, over 300 yards passing in both games. Three touchdowns in both games. And they will throw the ball. We, we, we have our work cut out for us against this receiving core. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey. Ed Dixon, 180 yards receiving today. Devin Who? Funches. Yeah, right? Uh, Ed Dixon playing for Greg Olson. Devin Funches, Kelvin Benjamin. You're talking about two 6'4", 6'5", wide receivers. We're going to have to be ready to defend on a short week. Uh, our biggest challenge thus far, I think even a bigger challenge than going to Arrowhead Stadium because at least you had Agreed. a whole week to, to prepare for them. You're going to have to take on an offense that's rolling the last two weeks on a short week. But I like it because, hey, that's what it's all about, man. In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. Woo! Love it. Here's the thing. You, you mentioned the Chiefs game. Eagles only lost is to Kansas City, yeah. arguably best team at football, and the Eagles had a chance to win that game in the fourth quarter. The thing is, if the Eagles lost that game, you said to yourself, on the road, great team, it's the AFC game, okay? Yeah. You could afford to lose that game. This one's in the NFC. You're looking 
for playoff positioning down the line. You want to set yourself. You yeah. want to set yourself up again. If you win next week to go to five and one, you're not going to be guaranteed a playoff spot. You just want to get yourself in position. But the benefit to winning this game on Thursday night would be you're five and one, and you have three straight games at the link where yeah. the Eagles have been outstanding. Three straight home games. And that'd be four wins in the conference. Four wins in the conference. You get three straight games home the bye week. It, it'll set, you, set yourself up nicely to get into the second half of the season. You're just trying to accumulate those wins now, however you can yeah. get them, so that you're in position when it becomes playoff football in November into December. So, again, Thursday night is going to be quite a fun one to preview, and we're going to have it all week long. And it's a short week. We don't even have to yeah, wait long. We don't have to wait that long. You yes. know, it's a great win, but pretty much by tomorrow we're going to be – Moving on yeah. to Carolina, to say the least. And you'll get to hear this guy tomorrow, 2 p.m., Ike Reese, Chris Carlin on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's going to be a fun should one. Should be exciting week. Should be. Everybody will be happy tomorrow, and, and as well as they should. we got yes. a good football team that we need to embrace and enjoy. And uh, it's just beginning. This is a good ride this season. Feel good about this team. Good going. I was Feel good, say, man. These shows Feel have been good. great. So, yes. again, we'll have our All-22 review tomorrow on PhiladelphiaGhost.com, as well as Doug Pearson's Day After Press Conference. You can check that out at noon. We'll have that live for you here. So, for all of us here at the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles beat up on the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 34-7. For Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. You've been watching the postgame show presented by Rico. Have a great Eagles night, everyone.